Cause when you try it once, you wanna try it some more. Size doesn't matter, and that's a fact. It might be small, but it's a big impact. Bust a nut, bust a nut. Grab a bag of corn nuts and bust a nut. They're lightly toasted and hard as well. Enjoy yourself, we won't tell. Everybody does it, they like it a lot. You can do it in school, just don't get caught. It takes a few minutes if you don't delay Take your time, make your last all day Bust a nut, bust a nut Grab a bag of corn nuts and bust a nut They're lightly toasted and hard as well Enjoy yourself, we won't tell Corn nuts, an intensely crunchy corn snack Comes in seven nut-busting flavors Bust a nut at a convenience store near you Another public service announcement from Brill Cream Finally, someone has reinvented the wheel. Hey, uh, you tuned into the ravings of a clown on Just Radio. <laughs> Don't argue with the ball. Roger, we'll go. It's as good as done. The complete solution for your home PC. Motherfucker. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio. Showing. Hey, good evening. Welcome to the ravings of a clown. It's Sunday, April the 20th. Come on in, make yourself to home. Junior high, I don't know mofo if y'all peeps be puggin' giving props to my hoes no. she fly, but I can take the heat cause I'm the other white meat known as Kid Funky Fry. Yeah, I'm hung like planet. Hung like planet Pluto, baby. With a naked eye, but if I crashed Bust a nut. Uranus, I would stick it where the sun don't shine. Cause I'm kind of like Han Solo, always stroking my own wolfie. I'm the root of all that's Yeah, come on in. Have a seat. Feet up, head back. The roof is on fire. No, don't worry about the fire department. We don't need no water. Put that blanket down. We're just gonna let the motherfucker burn. Just let it go, bro. Burn, motherfucker. Alright. Yeah. Feels kind of good to say that, doesn't it? Just to think it. Just let the motherfucker burn, man. So many things going on in your life right now. So many fires. So many fucking emergencies. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. Just let it burn. That's my motto. What'd you say? What's the motto? Nothing. What's the motto with you? (laughs) Because I said that's my motto practice and you said oh fuck it hey good evening and welcome to the ravings of a clown this sunday april the 20th why that makes it 420 
And to all my stoner friends out there. <laughs> and by the way, there was some uh, Jewish holiday I think we missed the other day. My mother called me. So I know it's a Jewish holiday. So to all my uh, Hebrew friends out there, shalam. And I do hope that uh, you're having a pork-free day or whatever is important to you. Such a show we have for you this evening featuring uh, all the best uh, marijuana-themed um, offerings we have. <laughs> turns out we have a much bigger playlist than we can squeeze in, turns out. So for some reason, we just uh, have a lot of songs about uh, marijuana. It's one of those things that people just write a lot about because they're really into it and they're up on it. Why not stop by the Just Radio chat room and say hi, hanging with Lucky Louie, and uh, waiting for you. Uh, head over to www.justradio.com, click on chat, and follow the uh, simple instructions. Type in your name where it says your name, and then where it says your profile. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't be, don't be dis, you know, dissuaded when it says your profile. A lot of people probably get to that, and they like back way off. Oh, my God, my profile. What is a profile? I don't have a profile. I don't look good in profile. Any of those things, don't worry about it. You can even leave that blank. But if you want, you can type something in there about yourself or some thought that you may be having today. And then in the chat room, if somebody clicks on your name, you see, then they see down in the status bar there that what, you know, you got to say. And by the way, little tip for the day. If you put in a URL in that profile, it becomes a hot link in the chat room. So other folks in the chat room not only can see what you got to say, but they can even link to your website or something. something. So you can get that going. I don't know. Also, uh, 646-502-8600 gets you live on the air. 646-502-8600, probably a free phone call right now. Time to turn our attention to the headlines from high atop Jester Radio Studios in a secret location outside your universe. I always feel like fixing a road when I hear this one. Pope Benedict XVI celebrated Mass and American Catholicism. Yay! They celebrated. I think it was a surprise party for, for Jesus. In storied Yankee Stadium today. Wow. Everything, uh, as Poe said, came true. The crosses in the ballpark. Telling his massive U.S. flock to use its freedoms wisely. As he closed out his first papal trip to the United States, Benedict beamed before a joyous crowd of 57,000 people. Not a single one of them was rooting for the Yankees. Hours after making a solemn stop to pray at the site of September 11, uh, terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center. I tell you, they're like this, these fucking popes. They heard that a plane hit the World Trade Center, and they immediately started in with planning, and it, in less than seven years... Johnny on the spot. He called the mass a summons to move forward with firm resolve and to use wisely the blessings of freedom in order to build a future of hope for coming generations. And he repeated a core message of a six-day pilgrimage that faith must play a role in public life. So this is the new um, papal uh, thing, is to get really down deep into the politics 
everything you do in life reflects your religious beliefs. So the first thing, of course, he brought up was the abortion thing. No, it's not some inanimate object growing like a tumor inside your stomach. It's a sacred human life. And let me tell you, the, the, the abortion control for the church has nothing to do with health. They couldn't give a fuck if the mother lives or dies. It has nothing to do with the sanctity of life. They know as well as everybody, better than everybody, that life is not sacred. Life is common as dirt. Um, what it's about is just control, what the church has always been about. Um, if women had control over their own bodies and decided when and how they were going to have children, if they were going to have children, what the, hell, what the hell kind of church would that be if they can't even bully their own women around? The unwavering truth of the Roman Catholic message, he said, guarantees respect for the dignity of all, including the most defenseless of all human beings, the unborn child in the mother's womb. Worshippers filled the seats, chanting, clapping, and waving white and yellow handkerchiefs in the Vatican colors as the white Pope-mobile pulled in. At the end of the service, the German-born Nazi Benedict again proceeded out slowly, serenaded by the strains of Beethoven's Ode to Joy. Can you imagine the chutzpah of this fucking pig <laughs> striding out the fucking home plate with Ode to Joy playing in the background. Outside the stadium, two dump trucks filled with Sand blockaded 161st Street before Mass, an extra level of security, along with the heavy police presence. I don't know why they need all this security. Isn't God protecting this guy? Pilgrims without tickets pushed up against metal police barricades, hoping to get a glimpse of the arriving Pope. That's all you need, by the way, I understand. If you get a glimpse, then that's, then the, like the sore in your arm, that'll go away. If you get to gaze and look at him for a long time, then the fallen arches in your feet heal. And then if you get like a gander, like which is longer than a gaze, but less than a stare, then uh, a lot of times the polyps in your stomach will clear right up. Inside, ad-splashed outfield walls were draped in white with purple and yellow bunting. A white altar perched over second base in the papal seat a uh, seal covered the pitcher's mound suspended by white and yellow ribbons. I've never seen Yankee Stadium so beautiful. Apparently, uh, this guy has never uh, been there during the playoff season. And I have season tickets, said Philip Giordano, 49, a tax attorney from Greenwich, Connecticut, who won seats in the loge section behind home plate through a parish lottery. His church sold lottery tickets to the Pope. Sure beats sitting in my local church, added his wife, Suzanne. I'm hoping to feel something from Benedict. Everyone who says him say they crumple, their knees buckle, you come away just feeling different. New Orleans crooner Harry Connick Jr. on the pre-mass uh, concert program remarked that he's often asked if he's a practicing Catholic. Practicing, he said? I'm playing for the Pope. <laughs> That's all I got to do. Benedict seemed to enjoy his long journey to the altar and the Pope Mobile, waving to people in the stands. From the altar, he stood to acknowledge the crowd's roar when New York Cardinal Edward Egan welcomed him. He praised the U.S. Church, which has 65 million members, uh, during his homily, saying that in the land of freedom and opportunity, the Church has united a widely diverse flock and contributed greatly to American society. For example, they have black... Uh, homosexual pedophiles. They have white homosexual pedophiles. 
so they appeal to all different types. Senator John McCain reduced his spending and paid off debts in March after locking up the Republican presidential nomination. He ended the month with 11.6 mil in the bank. Not bad for a guy that's got no competition. The Arizona senator raised 15.2 mil in March. His best fundraising performance of the campaign. His finances still significantly trail Barack and Hill, the two Democrats. Presidential candidates have until midnight tonight to submit their March reports. Obama and Clinton aides say that they're going to file that uh, they were to file sometime later today. So we didn't get the numbers yet. Obama's campaign has said that he raised forty million in March, bringing his total to so far to two hundred and thirty-four million dollars. That's dollars. Clinton aides have said that she raised $20 million, uh, f- uh, during March for a total of more than $175 million during the uh, entirety of the contest. McCain has raised about $75 million during the whole schmear. Hey, you're listening to the Ravings of a Clown on Jester Radio. We'll start you off with some CSNY. Please don't fuck with that dial. Immigration scene Shining and feeling clean Could it be a sin? I got stopped By the immigration man He said he doesn't know if he can Let me in Let me in Immigration man Can I cross the line and break? I can stay another day Immigration face Giving me a paper chase But the sun was coming Cause all the boss It looked into my space Stamped a number over my face And it sent me running Won't you let me in Immigration man Can I cross the line and pray I can stay another day Immigration form is big enough to keep me warm when the cold winds come in. So go where you will, as long as you think you can. You better watch out, watch out for the man. Anywhere you're going, come on and let me in. Immigration man, can I cross the line and pray? Take your fingers from the train.
with my immigration form. It's big enough to keep me warm when a cold wind's coming. So go where you will. As long as you think you can, you better watch out. Watch out for the man anywhere you're going. Come on, let me in, immigration man. Can I cross the line and pray? Take your fingers from the tray. Let me in, irritation man. I won't tow your line today. I can't see it anyway. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young with a little subtle lyric there about taking his fingers off the tray. (laughs) And... uh, uh, that he can't see the line anyway. He, he couldn't tow it if he wanted to. So back then, we had to read between the lines. It's Sunday, April the 20th. That makes it 420 for all my stoner buds out there. Hey, man. That's the universal stoner uh, call. Secretary of State Condi Rice mocked an anti-American cleric, Muqtada al-Sadr, as a coward today. Hours after the radical leader threatened to declare war unless U.S. and Iraqi forces end their military crackdown on his followers. Not only do they start the fucking war with these people who had no stage, no audience, no fucking people, nothing, but uh, and have elevated them, but now they're mocking them. Rice in the Iraqi capital to tout security gains and what she calls an emerging political consensus says outsider is content to issue threats and edicts from the safety of Iran, where he is uh, studying. Outsider heads an unruly militia that was the main target of an Iraqi government assault in the oil-rich city of Basra last month. And his future role as a spoiler is an open question. So she's there to talk about how security is much better and how there's an emerging political consensus. So she didn't specifically say what the consensus was, Mostly that George is a retard and that she's an ass-licking whore. I know he's sitting in Iran, Rice said dismissively when asked about al-Sadr's latest threat to lift the self-imposed ceasefire with government and U.S. forces. I guess guess it's all-out war for anybody but him, Rice said. I guess that's the message. His followers can go to their deaths and he's in Iran. In a statement on his official website, al-Sadr said, We denounced the visit of U.S. Secretary... Uh, asking the government to ban the entrance of the terrorists' occupiers to our pure land. So there you go. So she's over there whipping them up to a frenzy. Whatever it is that she says, of course, you know the interpreters will you know twist it. Um, that, that they you know they they don't have like independent press over there. So what the government tells them that she's saying, you know, she's saying. And if one in a million, you know, over there understands English, then they make these like subtle little changes in the translation. So it sounds really annoying and uh, and aggravating. And in her case, you don't really have to make a lot of changes because she was intentionally mocking this guy. And now in response to the mocking, he's saying, you know, it's a it's a an affront to have the terrorists who, by the way, according to him, are us. Um, occupiers on our pure land. Their land is so pure and, uh, you know, wonderful that if, you know, all the problems were caused by America. I'd love to get everybody the fuck out of there just to show them that uh, all their problems are still going to be there. They've been there for the past 5,000 years. Authorities say an 18-year-old South Carolina student is behind bars tonight after collecting the supplies needed 
to bomb his school. Brian Schillenberger was arrested on Saturday after his parents called the cops when 10 pounds of ammonium nitrate was delivered to their home in Chesterfield, South Carolina. Police Chief Randall Lear says the teen planned to make several bombs. Uh, he had all the supplies needed to kill dozens of people at Chesterfield High School. I think that's where uh, Archie and the gang went. Lear says a journal... Uh, am I right? Mr. Weatherby? Lear says a journal Schillenberger kept uh, for more than a year detailed his plans on uh, you know blowing the place to kingdom come, including maps of the school. So the kid really was... A delivery came yesterday. The father took the package because it was a Saturday. I guess the kid figured his folks would be at work when the package came. Didn't time it very well. And the package came and the father went... What the fuck is this? Smells like shit. He opened it up. It's 10 pounds of horse shit. And he went and throws the fucking door open to the kid's room, probably for the first time, you know, in five years. Just now noticing, you know, all the fucking shit on the walls. And he says, what the fuck is this happy horse shit? Kid goes, hamya, 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 hamya. He starts ransacking the place. They find a, a ledger, a fucking diary this kid's been keeping mapping out, planning how he's going to bomb them all to kingdom come. Guy fucking calls the cop on his kids. The UN chief warned today that the world must urgently increase food production to ease skyrocketing prices, and he pledged to set up a task force, ooh, on a crisis threatening to destabilize developing nations. The cost of food, a UN task force, ooh. I can imagine people will be eating no later than 2048. The cost of food has increased by around 40% since mid-07 worldwide, and the strain has caused riots and protests in countries like Cameroon, Burkina Faso, Haiti, and Egypt. We've been talking about this the past couple of weeks. They're actually having riots. These people are so fucking hungry, they're just throwing themselves like a muck in the street. I mean, I'm not sure how that gets you fed, but, you know, in Cameroon, that's the way it works. We must make no mistakes. The problem is big. If we offer the right aid, the solutions will, will come, Ban said at the opening of a five-day U.N. conference on trade and development in Ghana's capital, Accra. One thing is certain, the world has consumed more than it's produced over the last three years, he said. Ban blamed a host of causes for the soaring cost of food, including rising oil prices, uh, the fall of the U.S. dollar, and natural disasters. So, you know who I blame? Uh, do I even need to say it? He said he would put together a special task force to heal, uh, help deal with the problem, and called on the international community to help. He said the U.N. World Food Program plans to raise $750 million per year to help feed 73 million people in 80 countries. And that's just about what the United States spends on laundry in Iraq in a month. We need a real world and not the world of economic theories, Ban said. I will work on this right now with a sense of urgency. There you go. So we haven't heard from him since he said that. He ran indoors and, uh, I don't know, apparently he's working on it. Hanging in the Jester Radio chat room. Why not stop by and say hi? 646-502-8600 gets you live on the air with your old pal. Send your request to requests at jesterradio.com. Skype in. Our Skype name is Jester Radio, ICQ, AOL Instant Messenger. We're available uh, through all that stuff. So stop by the website and find out how 
More of 429 on Chest Radio with the new riders, the new riders of the Purple Sage. Everybody's acting lazy, falling out or hanging around. My woman said, hey, Pedro, you're acting crazy like a clown. Nobody feels like working. Panama Red is back in town. Panama Red, Panama Red. This new your woman, then he'll rub your head. Panama Red, Panama Red. On his white horse, Mescalito, he comes. Everybody's looking out for him Cause they know Red satisfies Little girls like to listen to him Sing, tell sweet lies But when things get too confusing, honey We're better off in bed I'll be searching all the joints in town for Panama Red Panama Red Panama Red He'll steal your woman Then he'll rob your head Panama Red Panama Red On his white horse, Mescalito He comes freezing to town Bet your in bed with old Panama Red, Panama Red, Panama Red. This you woman, then he'll rub your head. Panama Red, Panama Red. On his white horse, Mr. Lito, he comes freezing through town. Bet your White horse Mescalito, he comes breezing through town. I bet your woman's up in bed with old Panama Red. There you go. Again, they snuck it between the lines. They made it sound like Panama Red was like some kind of character, you know, some Western funky uh, whoremongering, you know, Mexican. (laughs) But all those people that had been smoking Panama Red all those years knew exactly what they were talking about. And it was all like this little subtle judge don't know when Red's in town. He keeps well hidden underground. Everybody's acting lazy, falling out and hanging around. My wife said, hey, Pedro, you acting crazy like a clown. And nobody feels like working because Panama Red is back in town. It's 420 on uh, Just Radio. Democratic uh, candidate Barack Obama, who often argues that John McCain is the same as President Bush said today that the Republican presidential candidate would be better for the country than Bush has been. You have a real chance in this election. Either Democrat would be better than John McCain, Obama said, to cheers from a rowdy crowd in central Pennsylvania. Then he said, and all three of us would be better than George Bush. But what you have to ask yourself is, 
who has the chance to actually really change things in a fundamental way so that 10 years from now or 20 years from now, you can look back and you can say, boy, we really moved in a new direction and we put the country on a better path. Obama added as he wrapped up an event at Reading High School. Obama was trying to argue that he is the better choice over Democratic rival Hillary Rodham Clinton in Tuesday's primary in Pennsylvania, but the Illinois senator ended up mixing in praise for McCain at the same time and giving Clinton an opening to criticize. We need a nominee who will take on John McCain, not cheer on John McCain, the New York senator said in Johnstown. That's bullshit. He wasn't cheering on John McCain. He was making a statement of fact. My grandmother would be better than George Bush, and she's been dead for 30 years. Uh, so I think he was uh, speaking in the superlative. Obama's comment threatened to undercut his efforts and those of the entire Democratic Party to portray the GOP presidential nominee-in-waiting as nothing more than an extension of Bush's unpopular tenure. At the very least, it proved fodder that Republicans can use in the general election to prop up McCain. Earlier, Obama renewed his criticism that McCain offers the same failed policy of the British administration on everything from Iraq to the economy. I think we're fucking really picking on this motherfucker. It seems like every single word out of his mouth, um, everybody's just sort of going, aha, aha, that no fucking flag pin wearing nigger said some shit again about Pennsylvania people being bitter, and now he's cheering on John McCain. He did no such thing. He made a statement of fact that anybody would be better than George Bush, even John McCain. Amen to that. Skype, the internet calling subsidiary of eBay, is introducing its first plan for unlimited calls to overseas phones tomorrow. Starting tomorrow, the plan will allow calls to landline phones in 34 countries for $9.95 a month, according to Don Albert, the vice president and general manager for Skype North America. So for 10 bucks a month, imagine the fucking hundreds this is going to save people. Um, and imagine this is going to be the fucking end of the calling card. I know all these uh, immigrants uh, just go in, buy 10 bucks, you know, and then they call the fucking country and then they pass the card around or sell it to each other, you know, whatever's remaining. Uh, now for 10 bucks a month, if you have a computer, you can call and you have a broadband connection, then you can call. Uh, let's see what they got. Uh, most of Europe, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Chile, China, Singapore, Taiwan, Japan, Korea, Malaysia. I mean, for 10 bucks a month, unlimited calling to Japan? That's going to change fucking business. Calls to domestic landlines and cell phones are included as well. And uh, all calls to cell phones in Canada, China, Hong Kong, and Singapore, but not cell phones in the other countries. Skype has already been selling unlimited calls to the U.S. and Canada for 3 bucks a month. It's expanding an offering with another plan for 6 bucks that gives free calls to Mexico, Guadalajara, Monterey, uh, and a discount on calls to other places in Mexico. Skype is generally used as a software application running on a computer equipped with a microphone and speakers or a, a headset, but subscribers will also have the option to call a local number from their phone and be connected to the international numbers that fall under their plan, paying only the local access charges or using their cell phone airtime. So they could actually call from their own phone. Uh, unlimited international calling plans have been popping up in recent years from hardware-based phone services like Vonage and uh, cable companies, but the prices are generally much higher 
The plans are uh, like add-ons to basic calling plans, so you have to start out paying for that. Skype says its subscribers called phones for 1.7 billion minutes in the first three months of the year compared to the 14.2 billion billion minutes used in the uh, computer-to-computer sessions, which are free. So it's still free for, you know, Skype people to call other Skype people. And the reason that Skype is so popular in China is because it's encrypted end-to-end with PGP. So uh, pretty fucking damn secure. You really do need um, uh, some pretty, you know, strong shit to decrypt the call. And you could never do it in real time. Even the government could never do it in real time. So whether or not you're using Skype to chat or you're using it to do uh, whiteboarding or sharing desktop applications or doing voice over IP, all that shit is uh, totally encrypted with PGP. So that's why the terrorists use it and the innocent people alike. Now, I know they say this one's not about pot. Um, In fact, I saw... um, uh, Peter Yarrow several times live in concert claim that it's definitely not but I'm still saying everybody thought it was everybody still thinks it is so we're going with it Puff the Magic Dragon on Jester Radio more of 420 day evening night leave it where it is Puff the Magic Dragon Puff the Magic Mist in a land called Hanali. Little Jackie Paper loved that rascal puff and brought him strings and sealing wax and other fancy stuff. Oh, puff the magic dragon lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hanali. In a land called Hanali Together they would travel On a boat with billowed sail Jackie kept a lookout Perched on Puff's gigantic tail Noble kings and princes Would bow whenever they came Pirate ships would lower their flags When Puff roared out his name
gonna full guard that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Alright. I smoke two 
Daddy, he once told me, son, you be hardworking, man. And Mama, she once told me, son, you do the best you can. But then one day I met a man who came to me and said, hard work, good. Hard work, fine. But first, take care of head. I smoke two joints in the morning and I smoke two joints at night. I smoke two joints in the afternoon, make me feel all right. I smoke two joints in time of peace and two in time of war. I smoke two joints before I smoke two joints and then I smoke two more. <laughs> the toys on Jester Radio on 429. Little feet before that, don't, bargo, don't bogart that joint. Robin Williams and his marijuana bet, and we started that set with the legendary Puff the Magic Dragon, which uh, Petey Arrow to this day swears has nothing to do, even with all that psychedelic imagery and little jaggy paper, uh, have nothing to do with uh, smoking marijuana. So if he, does, if he doesn't know, nobody does. I mean, if he says it's not, then I guess it's not. That's what I say. Um, how are you celebrating 420? Give us a call, 646-502-8600, and celebrate it along with us. Uh, by the way, speaking of which, now's the time to uh, spark up a fresh bowl. What I like to do is what my um, Irish friends call the topping of the green. And that's sometimes you smoke a bowl halfway down. It gets a little ashy, gets a little rancid, but you know there's more coal down there. So what you want to do is you want to top it off with some fresh to remove the rancidity to re replenish the fresh greenness. So we're making a topping of the green here in Just the Radio Studios. Why not spark up along with us? As you know, I'm using uh, my Missouri Meerschaum uh, corn cob mini which I go through uh, one or two a week, and I just toss them, and they, it, it uh, you know, because I can't stand that funky, rancid taste. Republican John McCain said today that cutting taxes and stimulating the economy are more important than balancing the budget. This is a real fundamental Republican thing, and let me explain to you what this is all about. In fact, the entire economy is based on debt. People talk about how it's, oh, my God, it's so bad that with 30% of the economy... That's what the whole economy was always based on since 1908, since the, 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 the creation of the federal banking system. Every single dollar that's put into circulation is done by a private, semi-quasi-governmental agency called the federal banking system. And these guys loan the money to you and I. And uh, we got to pay it back at interest. Every single nickel that's ever generated creates interest. The entire economy is based on debt. So when the when you have millions of dollars, of course, uh, the 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 you the, the way it works is a certain percentage of your money is invested in the future. A certain percentage of that goes off to pay off your taxes, and a percentage of that is the amount that you live off of. And when you have a set amount of millions of dollars, this is how you you plan out your life and, and you live around debt. And if a percentage of the money that you have in principle goes towards that past debt, no problem. That's how you live. Um, you, you have millions of dollars and then you borrow millions more and you use your principle to pay off the debt and it goes on ad infinitum. To the regular schmo who gets, you know, 500 bucks a week, 
they can't afford to do that. They can't invest the 500, only live off, you know, 150, have 75 of it going to taxes and, you know, 30 of it go to debt. It can't work that way for a regular person. They get that check and it gets absorbed, gets sucked into the black pit of their debt. So the fact that Republicans see absolutely nothing wrong with having um, this whole economy based on the few, you know your grandchildren paying off this uh, budget deficit, it means nothing to them. That's the way they fucking live. That's the way they think. So he, this guy is actually saying that um, stimulating the economy, creating these phony baloney stimuluses by like cutting you know taxes briefly or whatever is more important than the national debt. The goal right now is to get the economy going again, the GOP presidential nominee in waiting said on ABC's This Week, adding that he would put country on a path to a balanced budget by attaching weight, by attacking wasteful spending. So he'd put it on a path. He wouldn't actually get it there, but he'd put it on a path. McCain conceded that it'll probably, it was probably a mistake to seek and accept the endorsement of televangelist John Hagee, who was referred to the Roman Catholic Church as the great whore and <laughs> called it a false cult system. That's the one thing he did right, was ha hook up with that guy. The Arizona senator said that he had condemned Hagee's remarks about Catholics and said that it was different than the way Obama had responded to questions about his relationship with William Ayers, the 1960s-era radical who, in an interview published on September 11, 2001, said he didn't regret bombing government buildings. How can you countenance someone who was engaged in bombings, uh, which could have uh, or did kill innocent people, McCain said. Well, which one is it, by the way? He was apparently involved, this guy is referring to, with the uh, weather underground. And uh, was anybody, in fact, killed, or did they work it out? Did they only bomb when they knew nobody was going to be there? Maybe that's what they did. Uh, so can and can have or did, is what he said, calling Ayers an unrepentant terrorist. Obama campaign spokesman Bill Burton in response said McCain had stooped to the same smear politics and low road that he denounced back in 2000 by commenting on Ayers. McCain appeared on the talk show as the Democratic National Committee announced that it would begin running an ad on Tuesday on national cable networks tweaking McCain in the economy. The ad released to reporters today shows McCain saying that the country overall is better off than it was eight years ago and ends by asking viewers, do you feel better off? The Republican National Committee said the ad is misleading. Responding today, McCain brushed off Democratic assertions that he's out of touch with the economy and reiterated a pledge to cut taxes even if it means running up deficits. Turning the tables on Clinton and Obama, he said, they're misguided ones for proposing tax increases during the recession. So this is a fundamental difference is um, that do you solve the economy by getting farther into debt? Well, the, the truth is um, I don't and you don't. And normal people would never dream of doing that um, if it were really their money. But really, really rich people, they do it all the time. They say, um, you know what? We're running out of money. Let's go spend a ton of money and go out and schmooze and, because that's how they make money. But you and I don't do it that way. So we do it by cutting shit down, by taking out the shit that we don't need, like the billions of dollars being spent in Iraq every day. That's, you know, costing us, uh, you know, it's going to cost our grandchildren, you know, 30% of their fucking, you know, tax bill is going to go to be paying debt. 
of our grandkids. What the fuck is that? Got something to say about it? 646-502-8600. Get you live on the air. Skype in to Jester Radio is our Skype name, and that'll get you uh, in direct contact with yours truly. Also, uh, hanging in the Jester Radio chat room, why not stop by and say hi and throw your two shekels into the thick of the fray if you have a pair? It's uh, 4.20, the year of our Lord, 2008. I was going to do all kinds of shit. I was going to clean my apartment. And I was going to eat my girlfriend's pussy. But then I got high. It's Afro Man on JR. Until I got high <laughs> I was gonna get up and find the broom But then I got high uh. My room is still messed up And I know why Why, man? Yeah, cause I got high Because I got high Because I got high I was gonna go to class Before I got high Come on, y'all Check it out uh. I could've cheated And I could've passed but I got high. Uh, uh, I'm taking it next semester, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Go to the next. Go to the next. Go to the next. I was gonna go to work, but then I got high. I just got a new promotion, but I got high. Now I'm selling dope. Because I got high. La la da da da. I was gonna go to court before I got high. I was gonna pay my child support, but then I got high. No, you wasn't. They took my whole paycheck, and I know why. Sidewalk, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, hey, cause I got 
Because I got high. Because I got high. La 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 da da da. I'ma stop singing this song because I'm high. This whole thing wrong because I'm high. And if I don't sell one copy, I don't know why. Why, Yeah, cause I'm high. Cause I'm high. Cause I'm high. Are you really high? He really is high, man. Shoop, shoop, shooby doo wah. Get jiggy with it. Skippity bee bop. Oh, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. East Palmdale, East Palmdale, and all the tumbleweed I be smoking is bomb as hell. Excellent delivery. I don't believe in Hitler. That's what I said. Oh my goodness. Yes. So all of you skins, skins, please give me more head. Afro motherfucker, M A E. To Marshall Durbin and hang some more chickens, cuz fuck it. Fuck the corporate world, biatch! Can you tell me how to get, how to get the sense of me a street? How to get the sense of me a street? How to get the sense of me a street? Hello, Kermit the Frog here, and welcome to Sensimia Street. I'd like to tell you what today's letter is, but I am really f***ed up. Hey, hey, Big Bird, do you know what today's letter is? Sure, Kermit. Today's letter is... Joint. Uh, Big Bird, joint is not a letter. It is a word. Sorry, kids. Today's letter is three. Mm, Big Bird, uh... Three is a number. <laughs> exactly. The number three, which is how many joints I've smoked today. Kermit, are you with me? God, I'm stoned. Me too. <laughs> guys, guys, show go on. Come on. Yep. Thank you, Elmo. Um, how about we say our ABCs, Big Bird? Okay. A, A B, B C, C D E, B, F, R, G, Q, K, C, R, C. F. I forgot what we were doing, Kramit. Did you just call me Kramit? Yes, I did. Kramit the Frog here. <laughs> okay, okay. That's all the time we have for today. Goodbye, kids. Today's show was brought to you by the uh, letter... Um... Bong. And, and the number... God, you're messed up. Uh, fuck you. 
The number of you. Can you imagine Man of the Year as King Faisal from Saudi Arabia? And I thought Greases were all gone from this world. The Dope Smokes Pope! One, two, three, for the Pope Smokes Pope! Not just in the grass! David Peel on the Lower East Side, a fixture uh, to those uh, lucky of us that were hanging out in um, Washington Square Park uh, back in the uh, late 60s and early 70s. Uh, Before that, we heard from uh, Kermit and Big Bird, uh, who uh, sparked one up, apparently, before the show. Afro Man started that set, Cause I Got High. You're tuned into the Ravings of a Clown this Sunday, 420. The year of our Lord, 2008. And we're talking, of course, about cannabis, marijuana, ganja, um, whatever you call it. It's the, of course, uh, psychoactive uh, plant cannabis sativa. And uh, it's also, of course, in its resin form known as hashish. However you smoke it um, or inhale it or eat it or bake it, uh, we've been doing it since the Neolithic age. That's a long time ago. Hi, you're live on the air with the Jester. Who's calling? Hey, Jester, it's Louie. Hey, Lulu. 
What up, girl? What's going on down in El Paso? Not too much, not too much. They're building a bridge out here, you know, not a bridge, a wall, a wall out here. To keep the Mexicans out? Yeah, keep Mexicans out. How do you feel about that? I think that's downright stupid, don't <laughs> you? Well, I, I happen to agree with you, but probably not for the same reasons. I think any, <laughs> almost not. anything the government does is stupid, just on principle. But um, why do you think it's stupid? You probably just don't like the idea of walls, right? You're you're a chick, and, and you think that walls are a bad message to send to people, right? When you don't want to be living in a country surrounded by a wall. Is that why? Well, I just think it's a really stupid way for the government to be spending money, too. Think about it. They've got chain link fences up with barbed wire, and now they need another wall. The chain link didn't work. The wall's not you're work. you're right on the border there, right, El Paso. That's right where the Mexicans cross over to the United States. Supposedly, yeah. Okay, so you say supposedly because you don't sit down by the Rio Grande and watch them come over, but you know that they're coming, right? The hundreds, dozens, oh, stuff. Yeah. Okay, so how do you feel about they walk that? Walk across the bridge, mostly. Okay, so how do you feel about that? No, it doesn't matter. I, it doesn't bother me back and forth. It doesn't? You know, either way. No. No. What about the way that uh, some Americans feel that uh, they feel like they're getting gypped because they have to, you know, pay Social Security and taxes and uh, these guys come over, get their money, you know, uh, under the counter and then go back home and don't even spend the money in the United States. And uh, they're getting paid a quarter of what, the business would have to pay an American to do the same job. Which is why they don't spend it over here. It cost them four times as much to buy something over here with the money they only got a quarter of what they would have made normally. So you think that uh, the poor bastards let them run back over the border with what little they got and, and, and God bless them, Godspeed. Poor little Mexican well, bastards. what happens anyway. But, I mean, how do you feel? I mean, obviously, the reason that Americans are pissed and pissed enough to make a wall, <laughs> some stupid fucking wall, <laughs> to, you know, that's obviously not going to work. Um, the reason that Americans are pissed is because uh, they're breaking the rules. It's against the law. The reason we have the laws is to document all the people that come into the country so that we can be sure that um, that that they're uh, paying this, you know, uh, taxes and they're getting pro duly driver's licenses and all this shit, so that they're you know fitting in with the system. We don't want these fucking people, this whole class of people living outside the law. So we want to document them, and so we could have to have a certain maximum number of them coming in. And uh, obviously, part of it is protectionist because people feel that if these restaurants and ranches and and these you know hotels didn't give these jobs to Mexicans they'd have to pay a decent living wage to an american so what about that lulu well that's very true too but i think that you know i mean we have things in place because we don't want to have to pay for the kids to be in school or the medical needs and things of that nature you know for people but yeah, I know. We live on the border here, and kids are in school all the time who are illegal. How do you feel about that? Yeah, well, I mean, the school's letting them in anyway. Yeah, so how do you feel about that? I, I know what's going on, but how do you feel about it? 
Well, I don't think it's right because I think we're paying for the education. And I don't think that that's right. So, you know, I don't think you can see why people are getting so pissed that they're actually building a fucking wall, right? Yeah, I see that too. But then also you look at immigration and it's ridiculously expensive to try to, to get a visa to stay here. Too. Yeah, but whose problem is that? Yeah, uh, that's the problem of the person coming over. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. certainly it's certainly but not my problem, and, and maybe we want to make it difficult and expensive for people to come over. So maybe uh, that a country, you know, we don't have open borders in the world. Countries are like private clubs. If you want to get well, in, then you have to, you know, compensate us for being let in. There's a lot so, of privileges that come with being a member of our club. So you got to pay. Aside to, from paying to get in, how else do you get in? Well, maybe you don't. Maybe the availability to be an American and be in America is not open to everybody. We're not a public resource. We're a country. We came here with nothing, and we made everything we have. And now, because it's better than everybody else's, doesn't mean they get to just jump in. Imagine if you worked your whole life and uh, built, uh, you know, and, and earned enough money, you and your husband, to buy a home, and then you get settled in your home, and then all of a sudden, all your fucking relatives come running in and say, "Hey, now that you got a home, we're gonna fucking take it for free." <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Everybody's got to earn it for themselves. Maybe, in fact, that the people who do get it for free, um, they don't really handle it well. So they come. No, no, they come over to the United States, they take the fucking money, and then they go out in the streets and they, you know, rob and rape and do all kinds of shit because they feel like, hey, I'm, a, I'm an outlaw. I live outside the fucking law anyway. <laughs> well, at the rate we're going, it's not going to matter anyway because the only people who want to come over here are the people who make less at home. Right. Well, we're still, no matter how. Well, perhaps, but no matter how bad things get, I I guarantee you, it will always be better than Mexico. I guarantee you. Well, better than Mexico, you have a point there. And now, what do you think about people who get married to be citizens? Well, it's against the law. So you're not supposed to. What? To get married? You know, you know. Yeah, it's against the law to get married just to make somebody a citizen. Yeah, it's a fraud. No, no, not just to get. Not yeah, just then, for that. Well, then no, if no. They, that's great. Uh, if, if they can use that loophole, I think that's great. I don't believe in marriage anyway. I think the government has any business keeping track of who's having sex with who. But uh, that's no, not, no. none of their yeah, fucking business. But uh, let me tell you something amazing, Lulu, that you called tonight about this wall that they're building in um, El Paso, you know, um, back in 1937, we also had the same exact town of El Paso also had a big problem with illegal immigration. Apparently, these fucking Mexicans have been coming over for, you know, 70 years and um, shooting <laughs> shooting up the streets and uh, making all kinds of uh, heck, you know, uh, 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 breaking the law and shit. So do you know what they introduced in 1937 in order to stem the tide? Yeah. They introduced a law called the Marijuana Tax Stamp Act. And it, ma- it made it illegal to transport marijuana without um, a tax, without paying a tax on it. So that every just illegal. So this is how they be, this is how they made marijuana illegal to keep out Mexican immigrants. That's the only reason that uh, marijuana was made illegal. In fact, when it was, 
The reason they used the word marijuana, even though it was being called cannabis for centuries, was to make it sound more Mexican. Well, I got to tell you, it didn't work on two accounts. It didn't work. Number one, in El Paso, we're 90-something percent Hispanic. So obviously that didn't work. And you're lighting up right now, so obviously that didn't work. Right. Yeah, neither of them worked. (laughs) So, no, you're... (coughs) Excuse me. No, you're absolutely right. Nothing about it worked. but, um, But that's, you know, it just so happens that that's, you know, how paranoid that we are about losing our fucking jobs to Mexicans. We actually made a whole class of uh, drugs, all the, you know, uh, making cocaine uh, illegal. Everything came out of that uh, same tax stamp act, even though the the physicians, the American Medical Association tried to stop it at the last minute once they found out that marijuana was actually cannabis, which they'd been prescribing for, for decades to their patients. Yeah, too late. <laughs> too late. Yeah, but yeah, the barn door is open on that. Build the wall and spend the money. Well, do you think the economy is 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 bad in the United States? No, yeah. So, do you think that um, in a bad economy is maybe a good time to limit outside people access to our jobs? Well, no, not necessarily. But I think you know, if you look around here. The, people, the jobs that they're taking are the jobs that Americans think are beneath them anyway. That's because they pay them at a, at a rate that is beneath them. So uh, if you if you but well, not partly Lulu if you can if you pay them a decent amount Americans will do it. You, did you ever see that show Dirty Jobs? There are fucking people out there that do the sickest fucking this most disgusting shit in the world. You know how they get them to do it? They pay them. They pay them a fuckload of money. That's how you get people to do shitty jobs. So the cost of lettuce goes up, uh, you know, 15 cents a head. So Americans get the jobs. I think that's worth it, don't you? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently not. No. You're just a softie. <laughs> You're just a softie. You want everybody to live in peace and harmony. You don't want to deal with these hard questions. But this is, uh, you know, just a, a reality. And whether it's a reality or not, whether letting all the fucking immigrants that want to come in or not will really do damage it's it's uh it's the economy is so fucking bad that it's prompted people into uh you know questioning it well i think that it's going to happen either way i think people are coming either way i don't remember this it's being an issue back in the of- in the clinton era Honestly, I don't remember this oh, even. Yeah, wow. I don't even remember this being an issue in the Reagan era. Not like it is today. Not like what's going on yeah, now. And see, here, there's less here now than there ever was. There's less illegal immigration here now in El Paso than there has been. But that's what I'm trying long. to say. That there's less because there's less here to get, and when there's less here to have, we become more. Uh-huh. You know, we become more protectionist. It's only natural. So maybe okay. what we need to do to address the immigration issue is look at the bigger picture and see why are we being so worried about our jobs and maybe, you know, address that and deal with that. And if the economy yeah. was much better, you know, I wouldn't care if all the fucking Mexicans and their mothers came over the Rio Grande. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, it's in the toilet. Thanks for calling in, Lulu. We appreciate right, it. 
It was uh, little Lulu uh, calling in. Of course, as many of you know, she's a, um, by day, she teaches handicapped children how to use, how to communicate through uh, the advent of technology. And of course, uh, by night, she runs a uh, bondage dominatrix uh, webcam uh, site. So it's, I believe it's luckylouie.com or, or something like that. Hey, you're listening to the uh, Roovings of a Clan on Chest Radio. You know, when I woke up this morning, um, you know, things were looking bad. It seems like total silence was the only friend I had. Bowl of oatmeal tried to stare me down and won. And, won. <laughs> and it was 12 o'clock before I realized that I was having no fun. But fortunately, I have the key to escape reality. And you may see me tonight with an illegal smile. When I woke up this morning, things were looking bad. Seemed like total silence was the only friend I had. Bowl of oatmeal tried to stare me down and won. Knew it was 12 o'clock before I realized I was having no fun. Ah, but fortunately, I have the key to escape reality. And you may see me tonight with an illegal smile. It don't cost very much, but it lasts a long while. Won't you please tell the man I didn't kill anyone? No, I'm just trying to have me some fun. Last time I checked my bankroll, it was getting thin. Sometimes it seems like the bottom is the only place I've been. I chased a rainbow down a one-way street, dead end. And all my friends turned out to be insurance salesmen. Ah, but fortunately, I have the key to escape. Reality, and you may see me tonight with an illegal smile. It don't cost very much, but it lasts a long while. Won't you please tell the man I didn't kill anyone? No, I'm just trying to have me some fun. Closet with all my overalls, trying to get away from all the ears inside my walls. I dreamed the police heard everything I thought. What then? Well, I went to court and the judge's name was Hoffman. Ah, but fortunately, I have the key to escape reality and you may see me tonight with an illegal smile it don't cost very much but it lasts a long while won't you please tell the man i didn't kill anyone no i'm just trying to have me some fun well done hot dog bun my sister's a nun 
everybody. Good, good, good. Now, as your father probably told you, my name is Matt Foley, and I am a motivational speaker. Now, let's get started by letting me give you a little bit of a scenario of what my life is all about. First off, I am 35 years old, I am divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. Now, you kids are probably saying to yourselves, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get the world by the tail and wrap it around and pull it down and put it in my pocket. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to jack squat. going to end up eating a steady diet of government cheese and living in a van down by the river. Now, young man, what do you want to do with your life? Uh, actually, Matt, I kind of want to be a writer. Well, la de frickin' da! We got ourselves a writer here. Hey, Dad, I can't see real good. Is that Bill Shakespeare over there? Well, actually, Matt, uh, Ellen and I have encouraged Brian in his writing. Dad, I wish you could just shut your big yapper! <laughs> now, I wonder, Brian, from what I've heard, you're using your paper not for writing, but for rolling doobies. You're going to be doing a lot of doobie rolling when you're living in a van down by the river. <laughs> Young lady, what do you want to do with your life? I want to live in a van down by the river. Well, you'll have plenty of time to live in a van down by the river when you're living in a van down by the river. Now, you kids are probably asking yourselves, Hey, Matt, how can we get back on the right track? Well, as I see it, there is only one solution. And that is for me to get my gear, move it on in here, because I'm going to bunk with you, buddy. We're going to be buddies. We're going to be pals. We're going to wrestle around. Old Matt's going to be your shadow. Here's you, here's Matt, there's you, there. Whoops-a-daisy. Whoops-a-daisy. By God. We're going to have to clean that up later. Me and my buddies, my pals, my amigos. I'm going to get my gear. Wait, yeah, Matt, you don't have to go. No, Matt, you don't Matt. have to get it. We'll never smoke pot again. Uh, Matt, uh, thanks for all you've done. I don't give a rat's behind because I'm moving in. I'm sick and tired of living in a van down by the river. Is the back door locked? Yes. We love you, Dad. I love you, too. Coming in from London from over the pole Flying in a big 
Beatles on Jester Radio. They didn't uh, talk too much about smoking pot, but there's one. Story of a guy that left uh, his home in Tucson, Arizona for some California grass. Arlo Guthrie before that coming into Los Angeles. I always wondered if he was writing that song on the plane on the way over. You know, thinking to himself, I got a couple of keys of pot on me coming into Los Angeles, bringing in a couple of keys. And then I wonder if he was like singing it as he was crossing, (laughs) as he was going past the uh, immigration guy, you know. Chris Farley before that, and the Matt Foley bit John Prine started that set with uh, Illegal Smile. Last time I checked my bankroll, it was getting thin. Sometimes it seems like the bottom is the only place I've been. I chased a rainbow down a one-way street, dead end. And all my friends turned out to be insurance salesmen. Uh, But... Fortunately, I have the key to escape reality. And if you see me tonight with an illegal smile, it doesn't cost very much, but it lasts a long while. And won't you please tell the man, I didn't kill anyone, just trying to have some fun. 6% of, uh, or, or rather 4% of the world's population uses uh, uh, cannabis, uh, tetrahydrocannabinol, Delta-9, um, on an annual basis, 0.6% of us use it daily. 0.6% of the world's population. Smoke two joints in the morning, and, and then you know the rest. Hey, you're tuned into the ravings of a clown on Jest Radio. Could it be the vast right-wing conspiracy is having second thoughts? Democratic Hillary Rodham Clinton was endorsed today by the Pittsburgh Tribune Review. You may recall that the owner and publisher, billionaire Richard Mellon Scaife, personally funded many of the investigations that led to President Clinton's impeachment back in 1998. It was one of a handful of uh, endorsements for the New York senator uh, from Pennsylvania newspapers before the state's primary. Most of the state's major papers have endorsed endorsed Barack. Uh, In its endorsement, Tribune Review editor said, Obama is too inexperienced to be president that his recent comments about bitter voters living in small towns, showed a lack of respect for middle-class values. In sharp contrast, Clinton is far more experienced in government uh, as engaged uh, first lady to a governor and a president, second-term senator in her own right. She's also uh, has a real voting record on key issues, agree with her or not. You at least know where she stands instead of being forced to wonder. Hmm, good point. Clinton met with the Tribune Review's editorial board, including uh, the Scaife guy, Last month, afterward, he wrote an editorial titled Hillary Reassessed and uh, declared that he was impressed uh, by the former first lady. Her meeting and her remarks during it changed my mind about her. So there you go. He used to hate her. Now he loves her. And let me tell you, man, this paper had a boner. They were behind the whole uh, uh, Clinton thing. It was just like, you know, outraged him that the president was, you know, getting fucked while being a president in the White House. For me, it's like a huge relief. A violent and deadly weekend continues in Chicago. I don't know if you're aware of what's going on over there. At least 12 people have been shot. Two of them killed since yesterday morning. Two others were stabbed in a home invasion. This comes after at least 20 people were shot. Four of them were killed uh, since Friday night through early yesterday. A 28-year-old man was shot and killed at an auto body repair shop on the southwest side on Saturday morning. Raul Lemus 
was shot in the stomach on West 59th at about 11.20 a.m. Uh, also Saturday morning, Michael Giles, 26, was shot and killed inside his home. In another case, a suspect toting an AK-47 has been charged with murder and three counts of attempted murder after allegedly killing a, a man and shooting at the police. Uh, this is all going on. It's just, uh, for some reason, Chicago police uh, don't even really know what they, you know, set it off, but the fucking city is going ape shit. So, uh, I, I, you know, we'll keep you posted on that, but uh, haven't seen anything on the news about it at all. A CNN reporter was arrested on Friday in Central Park with a small amount of methamphetamine in his pocket. He avoided jail time by agreeing to undergo drug counseling and therapy. Wow, just like that. The guy was busted on Friday. Already he's gotten himself off. You may have heard of this guy, Richard Quest. Uh, he's 46 years old. He was arrested about 3.40 a.m. on account of possession of a controlled substance, which is just a misdemeanor in New York City. Usually refers to a uh, personal use amount of the drug. He was also charged with loitering. <laughs> The fucking news anchor was loitering at 4 o'clock in the morning. When people saw and detained him, uh, he said, I got some meth in my pocket. The complaint said that he had a plastic sandwich bag containing methamphetamine. Um, Quest, who's British, he's a correspondent for CNN, and he's known for his bi uh, reports on business travel. He, he hosts the CNN Business Traveler and a show called Quest, apparently. So his lawyer says his, he didn't realize that the uh, park had a curfew and he was going back to his hotel. Well, there you go. I mean, after all, it is New York City. So nothing suspicious about being out at 4 o'clock in the morning. John McCain on Friday faced accusations of hypocrisy for failing to disclose his wife's tax records despite his promise to bring greater transparency and accountability to the government, the Arizona senator declared about $419,000 in 2007, a fraction of the multi-million dollar earnings reported by Obama and Clinton. Uh, but the disclosure excluded the income of his wife, Cindy, the heiress to a large Arizona beer distribution company whose wealth is estimated at more than $100 million. Mrs. Clinton and her husband, former President Bill Clinton, this month reported joint income of $20 million for 07, while Obama and his wife declared 4.2 mil. So, I mean, I can understand if his wife is worth $100 million. I'm not telling anybody what uh, her tax return says. Fuck you. I don't care what I'm running for. Uh, Chinese Americans rallied outside CNN's Hollywood office yesterday to demand the firing of uh, Jack Cafferty for calling China's goods junk and its leaders a bunch of goons and thugs. You know, when I was growing up in New York City, this guy was on the local news on, the, the, like, the uh, local, like, Channel 9 or something um, in New York City, and he was just sort of this very sort of square guy, and then one day he popped up on CNN, and he just started fucking letting loose. And I just love this guy. He says anything that pops into his fucking head. We understand free speech, said Lake Wang, 39. But what if Cafferty said this about other racial groups? I think he would be fired. I think he must be jealous of China. <laughs> yeah, that's it. A crowd estimated by police from two to 5,000 gathered, chanting and holding signs that read Fire Cath Cafferty and CNN Chinese Negative News. 
The uh, crowd was peaceful, but no arrests uh, and no arrests were made. Another two dozen people holding Chinese flags also demonstrated outside CNN's corporate headquarters in Atlanta. Cafferty made the comment during an appearance on the Situation Room on April 9th. Uh, speaking about the U.S. trade deficit with China, Cafferty said, We continue to import their junk with lead paint <laughs> and the poison pet food and export jobs to places where you can pay workers a dollar a month to turn out the stuff that we're buying from Walmart. So I think our relationship with China has certainly changed, he, conclu- he concluded. I think they're basically the same bunch of goons and thugs that they've been for the last 50 fucking years. Who could disagree with that? That's exactly what they are. It's a dictatorship, for crying out loud. So uh, so fucking what? That the people who are defensive of their dictatorship are marching in the street. That's what makes America great. March all you want. That's why we're America. Don't you love it? A tow truck driver unknowingly hauled away a car with a seven-year-old sleeping inside before returning the vehicle a few minutes later and speeding away. The panicked parents of the missing boy watched the driver hurriedly unhook the car and take off as they met with the authorities, according to a Dallas police report. A possible kidnapping investigation at the apartment complex had already begun. Isn't that fucking amazing? Fidel Ritana Jr., a 23-year-old kid, was pulled over a short time later and arrested on child endangerment charges. But police said uh, on Tuesday they expect to drop the charges. It appeared he didn't intend to take the child, said Sergeant Brenda Nichols. David Taylor, Retina's attorney, said his client noticed the boy only when he stopped to ensure that the car was hooked up properly. Apparently, there's no reason to do that before you start hauling the car away. The car had been parked in a fire lane while the mother's uh, boy's mother ran upstairs to her apartment. Uh, trailer said Retana left the second time in a hurry because he knew the parents were there. And were probably angry. So he came back, dropped the car, and ran like the dickens. He tried to do everything he could to get the kid back quickly. Trailer said authorities said the boy's mother was crying and vomiting when they arrived. The boy was still sleeping and didn't fucking know anything happened at all. I hate the way towing people run the business, said Sergio Zaniga, the boy's father. And it's true, man. These fucking tow truck drivers, they're like vultures. She ran up. She left the kid sleeping in the car. She ran up to her apartment, you know, probably to get, I don't know, condoms or a sweater. And she left the kid sleeping in the car. And the guy, you know, must have seen it from across the parking lot and swooped in. A flick of the wrist. And you know what happens, man, when you get your car towed. I mean, I know you're not supposed to be parking in an illegal place. But uh, you know what kind of day, a nightmare that your day turns into when you got to go get your car back from the from the pound. A flick of the wrist has landed an Austin, uh, Texas lawyer in jail for contempt of court. You know which one I'm talking about. A judge uh, sentenced defense attorney Adam Raposa to 90 days in jail for making a lewd gesture and simulating masturbating while standing before the county court at law judge in March. So he made like, you know, the judge was handing down the ruling. The guy was doing that jerk off thing, you know, going, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then the judge threw him in jail and apparently this is the this is the problem that we have this is why these judges think that uh they they're like you know so fucking powerful is because there's no trial contempt of court uh the judge can charge rule and sentence all in one the bang of one single gavel which is just too powerful for the united states 
So and he can claim that anything is uh, contemptuous. Uh, at a contempt hearing on Monday, Judge Jan Breland said Raposa, 33, rolled his eyes and looked at her while motioning with his right hand. Raposa said the gesture came from near his hip and was aimed at a prosecutor while discussing plea negotiations in a drunk driving case. Raposa's attorney asked for a sentence of one day. Visiting State Judge Paul Davis, however, said it was an honor to uphold the integrity of the judicial process and sentenced him to 90 days. What? So in my book, that's not the judicial process. The process is that, you know, that a separate person charges you, not the one that you give the finger to, but a, you know, and then you have to go in front of a jury uh, before you go to jail. But uh, for contempt, all bets are off. Visiting state, uh, Paul Davis said it was an honor. Davis said he teaches a course on courtroom decorum to new judges and said such cases are very rare. He also noted that Raposa had fluctuated between apologizing for offending Breland and justifying his behavior uh, as a zealous attorney defending a client. And that's true. So the court does expect the uh, attorney to uh, uh, act uh, zealously for their client. Although the jerk-off hand sign, that may be a little too much. Flipping the bird, that's one thing. It's Brewer and Shipley on Jester Radio. This 420, the sacred day, 2008. Don't fuck with that dial. You're tuned into the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio, coming to you from a secret location outside your universe. Bye. 
The following is a rebuttal to a KRUD editorial denouncing the legalization of marijuana. Speaking for the legalization of marijuana is Ashley Rochecliffe, president of United Heads for Hemp. Mr. Rochecliffe. <coughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> am I facing the right way, man? Uh, just look at the red light. Oh, yeah. All right. <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, I just want to say, man, that, uh, that a lot of... Uh, 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 just a second, Mr. Rochecliffe. Uh, yeah. uh, let, let's try it again, okay? Oh, yeah, uh, we'll just right. take it from this top and and just relax. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what I was going to say. Uh, okay, yeah. I'll, we'll just take it from Mr. Roachclip. Okay, uh, ready? Right, when sure. I cue you, sure. Mr. Roachclip. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, you're supposed to. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Okay, right, let's right. try it again. <laughs> okay, no, I, I know where I'm at. All right, yeah, all right okay. on three. No, no, just face the camera with a red light on it. Yeah, there you go. You're, yeah, you're in, oh, three. Great, you're in focus. Okay, okay. Mr. Roachclip. Uh, a lot of cats put down grass, man. Like. uh uh, because they say things about it like it makes you lose your memory, you know, man. Well, I just want to say that, uh, uh, I forgot where I was, man. <laughs> uh, okay, cut. Freddy, Freddy, stop. Uh, all right, let's just, just take it once more, okay? Just, just a minute, let me think of where I, oh yeah, I know what I was going to say. All okay, right. here we go. Okay. I'll we'll take it from Mr. Rhodes' clip again, okay? I, I'm ready. Here all we right. go. Mr. Rhodes' clip. Yeah? I, <laughs> Mr. Rhodes' clip. You're supposed to do the speech. Oh, right, Never. right, right, man. I got it. I got it. Okay. okay. I'll, Ready? Do, I'll do it right this time. Is this a take? All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll take this one, Freddie. Okay, here we go. Mr. Roachclip. I just want to say that uh, a lot of you cats that don't think marijuana should be legalized while well, you're all fucked. Cut. Cut. Um. Well, that's what it is. Uh. Hey, cat. It's four o'clock in the morning. I just left the Viz Studios. Here we are in Harlem. Everybody's here but the police. And they'll be here any minute. It's high time. So catch this song. Here it is. Sand about a reef of five feet long. A mighty man, but not too strong. You'll be high. Dave? No, man, it's me. Oh, far out. Come on in, man. Hey, what's happening, man? Oh, not much, man. Hey, what are you doing? I'm just watching TV, man. Watching TV? What's wrong with your TV? I don't know, man. It's been like that all day, man. Hey, well, let me mess with it, okay? Yeah, go ahead, man. Oh, hey, there you go. I'm far up, man. What did you do? Yeah, I turned it on, man. Oh. Son and Bar of Japan. Today, you are in a bucket on a most dangerous mission. Today, you take a crumb across the airplane, high up in the sky, find on the Yankee aircraft carrier, take a crumb across the airplane, down fast, crashing on the deck, killing yourself and all aboard. Before we have a ceremonial sake toast, are there any questions? 
You're in the back, Sakimoto. Honorable General Song. That's all. You out of your fucking mind. We'll be back to our movie in a minute, but first, here's a word from our sponsors. Howdy, hi there, friends and neighbors. This is your old pal, El Monte Slim. Tell you, come on down here to White Track Town in Wilmington. Goddamn, we got some out-of-sight bargains here for you in cars. And be sure to bring the kitties, too, because we've got free pony rides and lollipops for all little folks. Talk about suckers. Look at this sucker over here. Yes, sir, Bob, that's your 58 Dodge pickups. White, of course. Got your radio, got your heater, got your overdrive, and it's got your easy rider rifle rack. Yes, sir, with room for not one. But three, your favorite rifles, yes sir. Now be sure to ask for it by license plate number KKKU2. And for the first hundred of you mothers to come on down, we got a free America Love It or Leave It bumper sticker, yes sir. So come on down, ask for El Monte Slim. Now back to our movie, The Jackson 5 Story, starring the Osmond Brothers. And we'll be right back to our movie, but first, here's a commercial message. Hi, hi there, friends and neighbors. This is your old pal, El Monte Slim, telling you to come on down here to White Track Town, Wilmington. God damn, we got some out-of-sight bargains here for you in cars. And listen, for the first 10,000 you people to come on down here today, we got free sandwiches and coffee. If you haven't done your clothes, bring them on down, because we got free washers and dryers. Now look here, you're probably wondering how to get here. Well, you take any freeway and get off at the Wilmington Cutoff. You go 97 miles straight till you come to a north and a south. You don't want to go south, you want to go north. Head on straight north till you come to the Tasty Freeze. Make a right and go 97 miles straight till you come to the Standard Station. Go right in that Standard Station, walk up to the man and say, where the hell am I? And now back to our movie, The Jackson 5 Story, starring the Osmond Brothers. And we'll be right back to our movie, but first, this, here's another commercial message. I think there's a good message. movie on you, Chef. Yeah, man, change it, man, by all means. Okay. Hey, what's happening, man? Hey, this is your amigo Sanchez de San Fernando saying, come on, don't do white truck down here in Wilmington. <laughs> hey, man, we got some other side shorts here for you to look at, man. Hey, just look at this short over here. It's a 53 Chevy with pink and purple tucker rollers. Just a channel all the way around for cruising and everything, man. And look at the extras, man. Fuzzy dice and a pair of bungles in the bag, hey. And look at the color, man. Turquoise blue and primer gray, hey, chirp. And look at the spacious glove compartment. Room for 20 tubes of glue and a bottle of Spaniada for Saturday night. <laughs> and cheap, too. Only $50. I'm $50 a week for 50 years. <laughs> Just come on in. As for, as for, as for, what the hell is my name? Oh, yeah, Sanchez and San Fernando. Now back to our movie, Zorro, starring John Wayne. Oh, hijo de la... Hey, man, turn that baboso off, will you? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man, I got something I want you to hear, man. It's a new Cheech and Chong record, man. What, who, man? It's a Cheech and Chong record, man. The two funny guys. Here, put it on, man. Oh, yeah, all right. Handle it by the edges, man. Oh, yeah, man. I waited for three weeks to get this, man. Yeah, man. Be careful with it, man. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> hey, man, what's out with oh, it? Oh, yeah, man? man. I got it, man. Just a minute, yeah. Hey, man. Just a minute, man. It's cool, man. I, I'll get it, man. Let me tell you, man, the fact that we can still smoke marijuana and listen to Cheech and Chong, that's what makes this the fucking greatest country in the world, goddammit. Hey, happy 420 on behalf of all of us here at Jester Radio Studios to all of you out there. I do hope that you were able to spark something up this evening right along with us. You've been listening to the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio this 420, the year of our Lord, 2008. A small metal object crashed to the roof of a house 
and slammed into the floor in northern New Zealand. A police officer initially speculated that it fell from a small plane passing over the small town of Wakatu in the country's North Island on Wednesday, but aviation officials later said that it may have been shot from spinning farm machinery. No one was injured. Authorities did not identify the resident whose home was struck. It looks like it's probably a brake lining or a brake shoe from a small plane, said uh, Senior Sergeant Ross Smith after checking the house. Aviation authorities later tracked down a pilot whose aircraft they thought might be responsible and found nothing missing from the plane when they checked it at a nearby airport. A very experienced aeronautical engineer studied the object and decided it wasn't part of an airplane. Um, he uh, also said that it didn't seem like space junk. The object was about four and a half inches long, uh, one, uh, almost two inches wide, weighed about 2.2 pounds, and had no standard airplane part number. It said uh, it looked like cast iron, had a shiny uh, curved surface on the top. We don't know what it's from. Summer said so. It's a bit mysterious. Far be it from us to speculate, but it may have come off some agricultural equipment that was spinning at pretty high speed and a piece shot off it, he said. The small town of uh, Wakatu is surrounded by farmland. Um, the uh, constable, Ben Howitt, says that the uh, cops are investigating uh, where it came from. So we'll keep you posted on that. A wandering pig tied up traffic on Interstate 75 in Cobb County Thursday morning as commuters slowed down to take a look. Marietta Police Spokesman Mark Bishop said the pig apparently came off a small truck that was traveling southbound. Traffic was temporarily halted uh, to rescue the little guy <laughs> so that he could be made into bacon later that day. He sustained minor injuries. Bishop said the pig was tied up to keep him from receiving more injuries until animal control officers got to it. Uh, no accidents were caused uh, by the pig. Last week, a baby zebra was found on uh, I-75 in Atlanta. Noah's Ark, an animal rescue center near Locust Grove, said they believe that the male, estimated to be two to three months old, fell from a truck uh, and then was hit by another vehicle. Uh, but they don't know because nobody's reported a missing zebra. Can you imagine? Uh, it's just bizarre. I, I got to tell you, one time I was actually um, driving in uh, the Bronx, getting on, um, you know, go going into Manhattan over the 3rd Avenue Bridge, and traffic was stopped because there was a chicken loose in the ramp, and some girl was out there running around, and I got out of my car, and I was like, what are you doing? And she was like, I can't just let people hit the chicken. I'm like, are you fucking crazy? The thing is going to attack you. You're going to put it in your car? She was like, I can't just let people... I said, well, go home and have a fucking McChicken sandwich and chill. A Yale University R students claim that she induced repeated abortions on herself and used the blood for her senior project is false, school officials said. After her account was published in the student newspaper, Eliza Shivarts described the project in a story Thursday in the Yale Daily News. She said she artificially inseminated herself as often as possible while taking herbal drugs to induce miscarriages. The account swept across blogs and media outlets before Yale issued a statement saying that it investigated it and found it to be a hoax. That was Shivarts' idea of elaborate performance art. The entire project is an art piece, a creative fiction designed to draw attention to the ambiguity surrounding form and function of a woman's body. Oh. What? But in a uh, guest column published in Friday's student newspaper, Shiverts insisted the project was real. She described her repeated self-induced miscarriages, although she allows 
that she never knew she, if she was actually pregnant. The most poignant aspects of this representation, the part most meaningful in terms of its political agenda, and incidentally the aspect that has not been discussed thus far, is the impossibility of accurately identifying the resulting blood, she said. What? This chick is so fucked up. Because the miscarriages coincide with the expected date of menstruation, it remains ambiguous whether there was ever a fertilized ovum or not. The result of the pregnancy, both for myself and for the audience, is a matter of reading, she wrote. So now I'm totally confused. So the whole point of the project is to realize we don't know whether she was squirting out living eggs that were aborted or whether it was just her period. Gotcha. So, yeah, I get it now. It's fucking bullshit. A man accused of impersonating the CEO of Skechers Shoe Company to get thousands of dollars in computer equipment has pleaded guilty. Lance Coleman, 46, of Racine, posed as Robert Greenberg, chief executive officer of Skechers, to, uh, in order to order computer equipment from Dell. Uh, Coleman pleaded guilty Wednesday to scheming to defraud using telephone and Internet. A plea agreement calls for him to pay a special assessment of $100 and restitution of $101,100 before or at his sentencing in July 11th. So he's got to come up with a hundred grand by July. He called Dell on December 14th, presented himself as Greenberg, said Sketchers was relocating to an address that happened to be this guy's apartment. <laughs> He uh, provided sketches, a tax identification number, ordered computers and TVs worth about forty-four grand. Uh, he followed up with phone calls and emails. A suspicious Dell employee got in touch with the normal contact at Sketches, who said the order was a fake. Coleman also misspelled Greenberg's name and the company's name. <laughs> On December twenty, he sent an email purchase order from Greenberg, B-E-R-G. For about $47,300, Coleman sent emails checking on the status of his order until January 7th when Dell shipped a package resembling a computer box to his apartment. Pretty sneaky of them, or sketchy, I should say. An FBI agent posing as the delivery guy saw Coleman signing Greenberg's name and then took him away right then and there. Five Embry-Riddle uh, Astronaut University students are behind bars. Uh, today for trying to steal a baby alligator from a miniature golf course in Daytona Beach, probably celebrating 420. Police say the students were booked into the Volusia County Jail uh, on felony charge of attempting to capture an alligator. Students are accused of climbing down into the alligator exhibit at the Congo River Miniature Golf Course with a roll of duct tape. Uh, they ran when they were spotted by the cops, but they were eventually caught. Bond is set at $1,000 and uh, the students are either freshmen or sophomores. The manager of the golf course says that uh, he has the whole thing on surveillance tape. Busted. That's the problem uh, with uh, smoking too much pot. But uh, thus far, you know, maybe going on some, uh, according to Wikipedia, maybe going on some 30,000 years that humans have been consuming marijuana, not a single overdose yet. So I'll leave you with that in mind. I wonder why there are so many people in jail for uh, owning a vegetable. Uh, you're, we will be in that place where darkness never comes. That is my solemn oath to you. Until that time, Hustis, I like marijuana. You like marijuana. We like marijuana, we too. We have the Republican Party. The Democratic Party. I'll see you tomorrow. And I know one for 1968. 
the Bart Party! May me, President of the United States! And I promise you, I will be ahead! fellow Americans, and I promise you, I shall make the clap a childhood yeah. disease. Yeah. Make me president of the United States, and I promise you I'll pine every chicken. Yeah. Make me president, and I won't even tell him I'm Jewish. I promise you more foreign aid without taxes to Mexico. We will buy more marijuana from them. I like marijuana, you like marijuana, we like marijuana too. A marijuana. Away, God, to leave home for marijuana. Remember the teeny bob sniffing airplane clue. Marijuana. He used to freak out and send the fox Marijuana. I want to get high, but I never know why. Here comes the cop, I got to say goodbye for This is not a story, this is for 
Stems, no seeds that you don't need. Acapulco Gold is. Badass weed. Cut. <sighs> How'd that sound to you? Hey, man, that was far out, man. We gotta cut, man. Yeah, that's that, that sounded pretty good to me. <laughs> I think we can 